Oh, welcome to Apple. Welcome to Apple. Hi, I'm Tim. How is the weather coming in? Hi, I'm Tim. I'm going to do the offices already carbon neutral thing, right? Yeah, all yours. We didn't keep you waiting. Mother Nature. Mother Nature, welcome to Apple. How how was the weather getting in? The weather was however I wanted it to be. Let's cut to the chase. In 2020, you promised to bring Apple's entire carbon footprint to zero by 2030. Henry David Thoreau over here said we have a profound opportunity to build a more sustainable future for the planet we share. I think our 10 o'clock said the same thing. They all do. All right. This is my third corporate responsibility gig today, so who wants to disappoint me first? Well, we've got some updates we are excited to share with you. Materials? Status? Is there a materials person here? Yes. We are in the process of eliminating all plastic from our packaging by the end... Let me guess. 50 years from now, when someone else is left holding the bag? By the end of next year, actually. When we're also currently using 100% recycled aluminum in the enclosures of all our MacBooks, Apple TVs, Apple Watch. Um, we're also phasing out leather in our iPhone cases. What about Brando over there? They phasing you out too? Oh. Our aim is to permanently remove carbon from the atmosphere. What about your water usage? We've reduced it. By how much? 63 billion gallons. 63 million? Billion. As you can see, we've innovated and retooled almost every part of our process to reduce our impact on the planet. But there's still a lot more work to do impulses are being redirected. We are living in an artificially induced state of consciousness that resembles sleep. Hi, Steve here. Tim Cook posted on X, at Apple, we believe that climate change is one of the world's most urgent priorities, and we are deeply committed to doing our part. Today, we had a special guest, a real force of nature, stop by to check on our progress. It's a cute skit promoting their carbon-reducing, environmental-friendly agenda, but Mother Nature is just as much a fictional character in the mind of man as Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, and the Tooth Fairy. Unlike Father God being very real and the creator watching his creation being destroyed by those who want to control this earth apple ceo tim cook pledged to make all apple products have a net zero climate impact by 2030 our aim is to permanently remove carbon from the atmosphere that's impossible and they know it but it diverts our attention from the real issues we're facing. Both Psalm 14.1 and Psalm 53.1 read, The fool says in his heart, there is no God. This doesn't mean that atheists are stupid or lack intelligence, but what it does mean is that believing that, they have become a fool. The Hebrew word is nabal, 
which refers to a person who has no perception of ethical or religious truth. It doesn't mean unintelligent people don't believe in God. It means sinful people don't believe in God. In other words, it's a wicked thing to deny God, and a denial of God is usually accompanied by a wicked lifestyle. The verse goes on to list some other characteristics of unbelievers. They're corrupt, their deeds are vile. Psalm 14 asks, will evildoers never understand? Some won't. In the past, our business leaders used to use their wealth to build churches and museums, libraries, and other highly valuable public works. Now they worship Mother Nature, bow before the altar of diversity, inclusion, and equity, and donate millions to the Anti-Defamation League and Southern Poverty Law Center. Mother Nature is as real as a show full of Disney characters. It's entertaining, but that's all. The globalists have their agenda and will vigilantly continue their push to convince whoever they can in the world that climate change is the biggest problem we face, when clearly it's not. Unless you want to overlook the potential of World War III, more people dying from a that's supposed to stop a virus, when the manufacturer can't even explain if there will be long-term effects and adverse effects because they're not currently known. A South African court has ordered the secret Pfizer vaccine contract between the South African government and Pfizer from 2021 to be released. And the findings are shocking, but unfortunately not surprising. The Pretoria High Court ruled in favor of the Health Justice Initiative Group in August to compel the South African National Department of Health to provide access to all procurement contracts and other documents. That judgment will not be appealed by the Ministry of Health. Five-time Emmy Award winner journalist Cheryl Atkinson hosted a full-measure town hall event on Tuesday where doctors, patients, and family members spoke out about the underreported dangers linked to the and the medical establishment's attacks on safe, inexpensive A concerning number of illnesses emerging after COVID, COVID vaccines, or both. Sometimes these illnesses are happening right away, but sometimes they're cropping up months or years later. It can be anything from vision problems, brain fog or fatigue, to seizures, heart attacks or strokes. Many patients share common stories. Their physicians can't diagnose what's wrong or can't seem to find treatment that works. If there's a singular person that first set the gears turning for Dr. Jordan Vaughn, it's Vandiver Chaplin. It was December 2020, shortly after his COVID vaccines. What were you feeling? Uh, I just felt terrible, you know, dizzy, uh, lethargic, all those kind of things. And I was having some optical issues, too. I, my, my vision would just go blurry suddenly. And then maybe a minute or two later, it would clear up. Dr. Vaughn is an internal medicine specialist and CEO of MedHealth Clinics in Alabama. He ran some scans and other tests on Vandiver, his longtime patient, but didn't find anything abnormal. And at that time, I did some blood work, found that he had abnormal clotting issues. He was significantly short of breath. As I understand it, I was making lots of blood clots, but they were so tiny you couldn't detect them. So I treated him as if he had something that I wasn't able to totally see, which would be smaller vascular issues, and his symptoms significantly improved. So that really pushed me off on a really a kind of a a journey to say, what is going on here? There's got to be something there. Dr. Vaughn was on to something. By the time we visited his Birmingham practice, he and his team had treated more than 1,100 patients from athletes in their teens to people pushing age 90. 
We asked a few to speak with us. Yeah, Andy Sink, 55, had a acute COVID that required hospitalization. Phil Williams, 58, he's treating my wife for blood clotting. I have congestive heart failure as a result of it. I had GI symptoms and heart issues. Many blood clots in my lungs. They report a wide range of debilitating after effects from COVID, COVID vaccines, or both. Some became sick right away. Others were hit hard a year or even two years later. Hannah Bourgeois, I'm 39, and I had um, shortness of breath from COVID. Dr. Greg Bourgeois and his wife Hannah, parents to five children, were vaccinated and got COVID. She became so sick, she was nearly bedridden for two years. I felt like I, my body was just shutting down on me, and there wasn't anything I could do about it. After a consult with the famed Mayo Clinic brought no improvement, Greg Bourgeois, a dermatologist who attended medical school with Dr. Vaughn, heard about what Vaughn was doing and sought him out to treat his wife. What did you learn was wrong with you? And in layman's terms, if you can kind of explain it to people who don't know about all the intricacies. So I learned that there were a lot of microclots kind of throughout my body that was just causing oxygen not to be able to get around very well. He was the first doctor that when I went to see him, he would finish my sentences for how I was feeling. That was so, I mean, I think I started crying the first time because that was so new. And he understood and he, and he said, you know, it all makes sense. What is the treatment he gave you and how do you feel today? So he put me on the triple anticoagulant therapy. And within a couple of days, I started to notice some difference. But within two weeks, I, I felt like I had risen from the dead. I mean, I, I got my voice back. I could walk. I could do things. And then to see the turnaround, it was pretty dramatic in a way that I personally have not gotten to witness a lot of in my career. Another physician who sought Dr. Vaughn's help is 88-year-old Donald Carmichael, a retired vascular surgeon and former professor of surgery at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. He and his wife, Mary Alice, both vaccinated and boosted, say they got COVID more than once. The last time, a near killer for him. He thought he was not going to live through the night. Our son, who is a friend of Dr. Jordan Vaughn, said, we're not taking you anywhere else except to him in the morning. His treatment put him back in, basically in full health. And he was so giddy, I thought he had lost his mind. There are also young athletes. The case of 15-year-old Braden Little baffled doctors for two years. He's seen here suddenly collapsing on the court after COVID. After seeing Dr. Vaughn, he's so vastly improved, he's back on the road playing again. 19-year-old runner Ellen Redinger is hoping for a similar recovery. She's also a patient of Dr. Vaughn's after getting vaccinated, getting COVID, and getting very sick. I mean, I can pinpoint the day, the time where I was. When I, I was running, I was doing a workout, and all of a sudden, I cannot feel my legs. I cannot feel... I mean, my heart rate is going 200. I can't do it. I call my dad. I'm like, I'm done working out. I can't, I can't do it. And I went for like three, four months of just feeling awful. You had to give up running, obviously, for a right. period of time. And I mean, I, ha I can't do any type of working out. I can go on a walk, but it has to be like a small, short walk um, for a short period of time. And if I do ever do it, I feel all I can do the next day is lay down.
But New York Governor Kathy Hochul returns to reprise her role as governmental influencer for New Yorkers who still have not figured it out yet. Tell everybody, don't rely on the fact that you had a vaccine in the past. It will not help you this time around. <laughs> Tell everybody, don't rely on the fact that you had a vaccine in the past. It will not help you this time around. And so the never-ending cycle of a needle in your arm seems to be never gone until you are. Think about it.